Peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome to the Exchange Podcast. I am your host, Floyd Boykin Jr. Thank you once again for joining our podcast. We have a phenomenal poet and entrepreneur that I'm going to bring on. This is my sister in poetry and in life. You know, I want you all to welcome Gia McLean. Welcome to the show, my friend. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. And thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you for being part of the show. Now, once I decided I wanted to do this podcast, you know, you were like, like probably the first or one of the first people that I knew I wanted to have on the show. You, you know, as I stated, you're my sister, and you know, she's not my blood sister, y'all, but <laughs> she's my my lyrical metaphorical sister. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, yes. you know what I'm saying. So y'all hear that we, snap? <laughs> she snapped. We are bonded snapped. by the snap. That's right. That's right. <laughs> This is my sister, and she's doing a lot of positive things. Uh, she's lived in St. Louis, you know, and this is how we actually met in St. Louis. Uh, she's currently in Texas, doing her thing down in Texas. and uh, But, you know, she's universal. She's worldwide, you know. So wherever she, uh, as they say, place your hat is your home, <laughs> she's going to make mm-hmm. it work. She's going to make things happen. So... Um, I want you to tell uh, people uh, a little bit about yourself, of course, you know, I I know I mentioned that you're a poet, but tell them how long you've been doing poetry and how you even got started doing poetry. Well, I'm a lifetime poet, but I started off a closet poet. Um, Mm. No one knew that I was writing. Um, Writing was healing for me without me even knowing at that time that it was healing. I just knew that it was helping me. It was, you know, part of my release with Mm. certain things that was going on in my life. But publicly, I've been doing poetry for over 10 years. I can't even tell you. (laughs) I just know it's been over 10 years. (laughs) Um, And I got into poetry because, publicly, because of my son, actually. I enrolled him in a writing workshop Mm -hmm. um, at that time. And it was at that time under UAACD, mm-hmm. um, Urban uh, Artists Alliance for Children Development, and uh, Brother M.K. Stallings in St. Louis was over that program, and I enrolled my son, really because he was shy and uh, very introverted, and I thought that that would help him to come out of his shell. And in that connection, in meeting M.K., I was invited to join his board, which one of the duties was to work the door at Legacy Cafe. So at that point, of course, anybody that's a poet in St. Louis knows Legacy. Correct. That is how I was introduced to the first time I went in there and saw a poet get on stage. I was like, yeah, I'm coming back and doing that next week. (laughs) So I've basically been doing it ever since, you know. And see, it's funny, it's amazing listening to like Jerry's like, like a lot of people in St. Louis, their birth spot was uh, was Legacy, Legacy, the legendary Legacy Books, Book and Cafe. And see, by mine, I, I wasn't born poetically at Legacy, but I, um, I, I matured and grew, I grew up there. Legacy, Legacy raised me, 
yeah. <laughs> you know. But mm-hmm. I started somewhere else, a place called Club Divinity, and, and end up, you know, um, becoming part of the Legacy family, and so many amazing people, just like yourself. I mean, you know, we met at Legacy, and it was like a, a, a wonderful thing, you know, to just meet your energy and how genuine you are as a person. Now, mind you, there's a lot of folks out there. Uh, my friend, one of my friends in New York, used to say this: "There's a lot of." great poets that's not great people <laughs> and mm-hmm. <laughs> I have this, you know you my friend a wonderful person and a, a, a excellent poet and I'm so glad that that was the case because sometimes you want you know you see people and you hear them perform and you hope that they're great and they're good people and that that ain't always the case and you are what you see and more and um, I really thank you for being so authentic and genuine so um I appreciate that. I appreciate that, brother. And if I can briefly kind of piggyback on off of that comment, I'm not going to take up too much time, but I do want the listeners to know that um, I was a huge Floyd fan, y'all. Like, I just Uh, loved me some Floyd. I I need y'all to understand something. See, everybody has fans in different areas. So I was a fan of Floyd. Like, in poetry, he was it. I would sit back and watch him and listen to him and you know his stage presence was everything and the way that his voice you know filled the room and the attention that you know he called for when he got on the stage is what I wanted to have that was something that I wanted to morph into in my own way of course but looking at him and uh, just watching I was just a fan and I remember when we met, I just walked up to him in the parking lot because I was brave enough. Nobody else was out there to see if he was going to be like, you know, Hollywood or something and be like, uh, right. get away. I'm Floyd Boykin Jr. Okay. But yeah. he literally was so warm to me. And, you know, ever since then, I don't even know how long ago that's been Floyd. Um, right. That's been a, that's been a long, pretty long time. It's I mean, been that's a been, long yeah. time. It's been a yeah. long time. I'm going to guess eight years ago and that's and it's it's gotta be longer than that because i've been in dallas before that's what i'm saying it's definitely longer than that oh my god it's gotta be 10 years or more yeah it will be uh it definitely will be um over the i think it's over the 10 year mark yeah i really do you know Uh, i was still performing and and playing in the uh, bass guitar at legacy and i think i stopped doing that maybe in 2013 maybe you oh know, yeah, so we're like, talking about way over to maybe fifteen years. Then it's strong possibility. That's be crazy, in area, Floyd. God, we have time. to go back there and think about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in the next in the next interview because <laughs> right. we'll be thinking about that for the next ten minutes. <laughs> right, you know. Shoot, I remember one of the first things I remember when I first met you. I said, "This woman is tall." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my man. That is the first thing you said. I'll never forget. You were like, you are tall. (laughs) That is so funny. You sure did. That was the first thing out of your mouth. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, Floyd Wicked Jr., I just love you. I love your poetry. And and you looked at me and you were like, you are tall. (laughs) I was like, so that's what I get back after all of that. That was so cool. I'm like, man, you know, because everybody, you know, don't necessarily match their height. And it was like, you know, you being tall, 
and you know, you matched your height. So I was like, wow, man, this woman is tall, you know. So so that was the start of our wonderful uh, brother slash sisterhood. Uh, <laughs> our, our <kinship>. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, but, but I guess bouncing off of that, like you've been doing amazing things. So, I mean, you have several books and and you've um, as we talked about, you've connected that you have a podcast at all as well. And part of the reason I even wanted to jump back into doing pod, trying to do podcasts is listening to you on your podcast. Can you tell our, uh, our listeners about your podcast and the breakdown of what, of, of what you represent? Sure. Um, it's called The Healing Poetic Podcast. And I created the podcast because I wrote a three-part poetic series called The Healing Poetic um, Expression Series. And so... The, that three-part series, I wanted to create the podcast that talked about the various topics that I wrote poems on in those books. And those topics range from love to forgiveness to life lessons to just, it, it just goes from one end of the spectrum as it relates to life to the end of that spectrum. And so all of those things are, like I said, written in poetic form. And I wanted to talk about all of those topics in the podcast and what I do in the podcast is I talk about it I kind of give my own personal thoughts my own personal uh, experiences and thoughts and then at the very end of the podcast I share a poem from one of the books that's related to that particular topic that's deep that's real deep I've listened to your show uh, on many of the episodes you know and she's Got a big a bigger jump on this than I do, <laughs> but I love listening to you. I subscribe to you, so I go and check you out. And so y'all, y'all gotta definitely subscribe to her, her podcast and check her out. She's just doing amazing things. I mean, she's released a book called The Cigar Chronicles, and I'm very interested in hearing the story behind that. Hey, I've heard the I've heard it the, the story behind it, but for the sake of the listeners, tell us about the Cigar Chronicles. Yeah, so I started smoking cigars accidentally about 20 years ago. Girlfriend of mine was invited out by an older gentleman uh, to end the story quickly. We all met up because he wanted to invite a couple of friends, asked her to invite a couple of friends. We met up at a cigar lounge. I don't know anything about cigars. I'm in my 20s, and but I wanted to look like I knew what I was doing. And I puffed on the cigar and I almost choked. Wow. <laughs> and one of the guys that was there, he picked a different cigar for me. I enjoyed it. And I remember my other girl this. And so I kind of was like a closet cigar smoker. I would smoke by myself. I would go and buy cigars, but I would smoke by myself. Mm. And I really wasn't educated on it. Well, I got married a few years later and I put it down. He didn't like smoke. Mm-hmm. And I actually was going through a healing therapeutic moment in my life and picked it back up. And I would just sit, you know, on the patio and I would smoke and I would think. And then I started just going to cigar lounges and I would meet different people. And what cigars did was connect me with people that I otherwise probably wouldn't have been connected with. Okay. Hearing hearing stories from these different people, you know, talking about our various and different backgrounds and 
um, just kind of being exposed to the culture of and the lifestyle and the experience of cigar smoking. And so when COVID-19 hit, um, and before I go there, I'm involved in a cigar group here in Dallas and it's called Smoking Hot. And I started doing weekly lives in our Facebook group page. And I would do poetry and I, it wasn't cigar smoke related. It was just, I've always been an empowerment and inspirational speaker. So it started off where I was just sharing the poetry from my books. And one day something said, see if you can write a poem about a cigar mm. and share it with the group. Now, why I asked myself that question, I don't know, because I could literally write about any topic. Right, I feel and the so, same way about that. You talk about like, you can give dreams. me, right, you can give me a topic, I can write about it. And so that's what I did. I wrote the first poem and I was like, oh, I can do this. And so the people, the very first cigar-related poem I shared in the group, they just were like, oh, we love that. And it drove me to keep writing. Well, when COVID-19 hit, I had more time to write. And I just started writing and started writing. Now, COVID hit in March. I didn't even consider writing the book and publishing the book until around May. But when I thought about it, I moved fast. Right. So I moved really, really fast. So I put the book together. Um, I did a branding photo shoot. I, you know, met with a branding person on how to get this branded and marketed. And I went with it. And very quickly, it was it was published and done and out there in about 60 days. Yeah, I noticed when I was like, because, you know, I'm following you online. And, and when you put that book out, I don't even know if we had a conversation about that particular we one. Didn't. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about all the projects that I that I work on before it hits. You know about it. Right. right. But because I moved so quickly on it, you know, and, and so what happened is a lot of the cigar lounge owners here know me because I frequent, I support a lot of, especially the black uh, cigar lounge owners. I support all of them. And so they knew me and they immediately reached out and said, you can have a book release here. You can have a book release here. You can have. So the support has been phenomenal. And, you know, I have cigar smokers in the group that are in England, that are in Houston, that are in Memphis, and they have been supporting in droves. It's been truly an amazing experience. That's awesome. So I guess even though COVID and in this time, like a lot of people struggle with different things going on in COVID, you've found a way to actually thrive during this, at least within your artistry, with the Cigar Chronicles. Would that be a true statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just, I've been able to thrive in all, every aspect of artistry um, in 2020. So uh, it's been... I guess you can understand what I'm saying because you're an artist as well. Mm-hmm. And this this time of solitude, the time of solitude, this time of being alone like that, that only helps us. That right. I mean, <laughs> I know for a lot of people, like it may drive them crazy, but for us, it's like, oh, more time to write. Oh, more time to be creative. More time to think about something else to come up with. So it wasn't difficult for me to start. I can do. Uh, that's your last last thing you said broke up. It looked like we had some status going on. Can you hear me? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I All can right. hear you. Yeah, you said like, it wasn't difficult for you, and then it starts sounding like the Transformers, and then. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but it so it wasn't difficult for me to come up with ideas and be more creative because I had more gotcha. time, and so that time was beneficial for me to continue to keep coming up with you know other things that I can put out there in the world. Now, now, you know, you and I, we can talk forever, and it seems this seems like this interview is going quickly, and we it don't even seem like we've been <laughs> on here that long. So I want to make sure I touch on two more things for you. You just recently, last night, had a full uh, production poetry show. I want you to uh, tell the people about that particular show. It's called The Message, correct? Yeah. It is. It's called Message, and um, I'm going to go through it real quickly. Basically, I have a team of poets that will be my regular team of poets the show is every first thursday of the month it is a live show and a virtual show so you can attend it virtually from the comfort of your home i'm actually suggesting that people have poetry party um parties at their house so you buy one ticket you can invite three friends over what better way to enjoy a thursday evening Mm -hmm. um it's a it's about a 45 minute to an hour show Um, If you're there live, you get about two hours because, you know, we kind of party a little bit, listen to some music, we do a little networking, dance a little bit, have fun. So that's going to be taking place every first Thursday of the month. I'm located in Dallas, but you can view this show and experience this show from anywhere. Um, You can you can find out more about that by going out to the website. Um, kiascoaching.com there'll be a calendar of events and the links will be provided there and then you asked me about what else um, we, well, we didn't get to the second the next thing but um, we need to talk about okay. uh, Hillionaire the book Hillionaire Hillionaire yeah. yes. yes so Hillionaire is a book that dropped in my spirit last December I remember waking up out of the bed I was thinking, I was so concentrated on making money. Mm-hmm. Like I really was. I was like, oh, I want to have this money. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire. I was writing out all my affirmations. And it was like I said, like I just woke up out of bed and I was given billionaire. I'm like, what does that mean? Right. And um, and basically what came to me was the message was. It's about the richness of your journey. It's about the richness of your healing. It's about the richness of doing the inner work before you can even be prepared for that type of richness. And additionally, what I learned, even as we started the process, because I have two co-authors on this project with me, and we started on this project in February, just before COVID hit. We, We signed on the dotted line, agreed to work on this project together, a month before COVID hit. And I remember, you know, telling the other two young ladies that's a part of this book who are amazing writers and poets as well. I remember telling them, you know, this book is going to just help people understand that we focus so much on money, but this is really what we need to focus Mm -hmm. on. Getting our healing and getting the help even that we may need in that journey. We need therapy. If we need prayer, if we need to mix it together, whatever it may be, we need to do the work that is required so that if, if the riches do come or if it doesn't come, that we're, we're emotionally and mentally sane, happy, 
good, you know? And so so that that is what Hillionaire is about. And it's me and two other authors basically sharing our journey. We all wrote very differently. Mine is mostly completely in all poetic okay. form. They have mostly storytelling with poetry inserted in that. Now, every now all of these books are available at your website, correct? All of them are available on the website. Go ahead and give your website one more time. Also, tell them how they can follow you on social media as well. So, the website is www.kiascoaching.com, and Kia is spelled K E Y A, but there's an S on the end, so it's K E Y A S coaching.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Kia McLean the Poet. That's K-E-Y-A-M-C-C-L-A-I-N, The Poet, on Instagram. If you want to follow me on Facebook, that's Kia McLean. If you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, that's also Kia McLean. Awesome. Well, you know, it's been wonderful having you on my on our show, on the show today. And I've been looking forward to this. It was exciting. I got to pull you back on. You know, you got to be a friend of the, of the podcast. So, you know, you're welcome to come on anytime you want to come on. You know, it's a beautiful thing. I got to ask you the question we always ask everybody. And it's about a band. So, Kia, you being a performing artist, if you had the opportunity to uh, pick celebrity um, musicians and singers and vocalists and poets, wherever you want, you know, dead or alive, you know, and you're the front mm-hmm. person, who would those people be in your band? It would have to be India Irene. Jill Scott and Tupac. That's an interesting blend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I gotta have a little bit of Jill Scott has that um she has that bounce. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna as she has that poetry vibe right. with her. But then she's gonna add that soulful, sultry voice. India Ari is just peace. She's just peace to me. Yeah. Um, and then Pac, he's going to add hardcore messages poetically, but real deep. Something to think about. Right. No. Things that are going to penetrate your mind, your spirit. So, yeah, that's why I chose those people. Right. So yours would be more of a, uh, well, I know Indiari plays the guitar, but yours would be more of a vocal band, pretty much. Um, Oh, uh, or, or do would you have certain musicians with your band as well, or, or would that be it? That would okay. be it. That would be it. I yeah. guess some some people listening probably said, "Who else would she need?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with that lineup, you don't need anybody else. Like, I don't even know if I could be the lead. I might have to sit back sometimes. <laughs> well, everybody can bring something to the table. It's wonderful, you know. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I always like to ask that cool question because I think it's a fun question and it kind of takes us, you know, even though it's still part of our element, it takes us away from being, you know, too serious, you know, or, or too comical for that matter. You just kind of have a little bit of fun mm-hmm. and blend. So once again, Kia, my sister, thank you for being part of this show. And, you know, we're going to have to wrap it up because... We don't, you know, like I said, we can talk forever. So, you know, we might, you know, I might see a part two, three, or four with with Key on the show. <laughs> you know, you never just look Absolutely. out for it. You know, so once again, thank you for being on the show, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, once again, you've been listening to the wonderful Exchange Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Floyd Boykin Jr. Catch us next time. 
peace and blessings. Peace. All right.